Hey, folks, welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. Trek to the Holodeck. Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm doing. And I'm Darius. In here on Trek to the Holodeck, we wreck every Holodeck episode ever created in the Star Trek universe. Right. And when we say every episode of the Holodeck, we mean every episode of the Holodeck. Whether it's the whole episode in the Holodeck, or just like, you see it as you're walking by. And if you don't know what the Holodeck is, it's like virtual reality, but for the future. <laughs> Yeah, and we have to, you know, figure out how we're going to do the ratings for this. So we came up with a special, special system called Drasks. What does that stand for, Dylan? The Drasks system stands for dialogue, romance, action, 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 suspense, and stakes. And camp somewhere in there, And camp sometimes also. Camp's in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) And this week we're doing Star Trek The Next Generation Season 4, Episode 11, Data's Day. Data's Day. You know that like lion sound Rawr, that they turn <laughs> stuff. Thank you. Yeah, this entire intro has sounded like those old DVD commercials. Remember on a VHS, there'd be like the digital video discs coming in 1997. <laughs> like holy shit. This looks so good already, and it's not even a DVD. Right. This is on VHS, and it looks great. I immediately thought of the uh, Piracy is a Crime uh, Mm -hmm. videos. You remember those ones? You wouldn't download a starship. (laughs) Yeah. Steal a DVD. This looks fucking sweet. I think I will. I think I will do that. I think I will steal a DVD. Um, so, uh, so, so make sure to, uh, buy your ticket to the Monster Truck Rally, and once you get into the Monster Truck Rally, uh, buy a find beer. Your, buy your, buy a beer, then find your seat, and make sure once you get into your seat, you look around and give that nod to everybody around you that goes, I know what's up, I'm cool, I'm here, yeah, you dude. Yeah, you dude. <clears throat> In, in Trek? Trek the holodeck? <laughs> no, no, no. And no, then you're going to like pull out your handgun and you're going to fire it into the air because you're about to go on your Trek, trek to the, the holodeck. There we go. I was going to do, I thought of it too late, but I was going to, the monster truck was going to be called the Trek to the holodeck. No, let's go back. Okay, uh, back to uh, you just gave the nod to everybody. And, and out from um, entrance two on the, the mud uh, arena, uh, there's some flame cannons come out, and then you see your favorite monster truck, and it's Tr- called Trek, Trek to, to the, the holodeck. We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. 
I want to turn on the fan, but I, I won't. I want, Thank but you. I won't. Thank I you. Want, but I won't. I'm, I'm want to, and I would like to, but I won't. <laughs> but I won't. January 7th, 1991. So this was wow. like the mid-season return episode for, for season four of wow. TNG. I like that. Teleplay was by Harold Ap- Apter and Ronald D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore. This is a uh, Harold After's <laughs> only episode of Star Trek he ever wrote, and I think wow. it's uh, good for him because this would. I think I think this is a classic. I think it's considered a classic. Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a few notes, but that's about it. <laughs> well, do you want me to send them over to Harold? I'll sure, them, sure. Yeah, 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 send yeah, them over yeah, to Harold. Yeah. <laughs> um, this episode was uh, got the story by Harold After, uh, and it was directed by Robert Weimer. He also directed schisms. Schisms. He Which likes those. He likes the holodeck uh, episodes where not, where you make a table or learn how to tap dance. <laughs> <laughs> schisms. Oh, that fucking table uh, episode. You know what? You know what? You know what? Though that makes sense because in schisms they also have that weird GoPro up in the middle of the up in the yeah. corner of the holodeck angle. Yeah, yeah. and they do it again they do here. It again. He loves it's gotta that. Be, it's gotta be a Robert Weimer he, he thing. He gets the grip to go up there. Is like, hey, we need a light in the corner. It's like, do we really? It's like, yeah, we do. It's yeah, like, we uh, do. Because we did this for schisms. It's like, <laughs> trust me, we need it's gonna it. Look it's great. Gonna, it's gonna look great. <laughs> Promise you all. Oh, oh man, really I'm really loving that we're at the point that we've seen so many of these episodes. We've broken down so many of these episodes that we can be like, remember the shot? <laughs> well, like it's, I was watching it and I was like, oh man, they do this shot again. And I didn't, I wasn't looking at the notes. So I didn't realize that it was the same director. Yeah. That makes sense now. Oh, I've, it's I've, so good. I've officially crossed over into like. Uh, full nerd where like before we started this pod I just like Star Trek and it was fun right and now right. I know the episode names I remember shots from these specific yeah. things I know all the composers that do all of the music I'm very intimate with the directors who do the episodes it's, it's so true yeah it, I'm at it, the point where like I listened to the, the the music of this episode and I was like you know who that is yeah who, that who, is you know who did that that's Ronnie J. Oh, baby. Ron Jones, baby. <laughs> Ron Jones, baby. This is this uh, is also like there's a part of my brain that has an insane amount of useless Star Wars knowledge, <laughs> and now it's competing yeah. heavily uh, for Star Trek knowledge. There's a partition in your brain, and it's like this is the Star Wars hard drive. This is the Star Trek hard drive. Yeah, and I'm 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 leaking. Oh, you know when your hard drives, you run out of space in one hard drive. And your like Star Wars hard drive has a little bit more space in it, and you it's some of the stuff from that one hard drive starts leaking into yeah, other you hard drives. Saving it there because you need yeah, space. Right, right. That's what's yeah. happening right now. <laughs> I'm considering partitioning a hard drive uh, for more Star Trek <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, and then you like start to spread it out over too many hard drives, and you're like, I can't. God, where's that one file? That one I know thing. it's. I know it's in this. No, 
damn it. And yeah. then you're like, I just got to get one big four terabyte hard drive for all this shit. And yeah. then like spend nope. a day putting yep. it on it. And then and then the situation <laughs> where like if you're editing something and you save <sighs> you save an editing file on both oh, the hard drives because you don't have yeah. enough space and you need yeah. both the hard drives to edit <laughs> In order it. To, yeah. Yes. So you can't just have one. And Guys, if you bring one, you're fucked. Stop. This is my life. This is, this is all of our lives. I, yeah. Oh God, that's so funny. I, there's a point now where like I will open up a project and be like, "What the fuck? Where are? Oh what my God, this? where where is it? It's supposed to be." And then I oh no, I clone oh, this. No. It's married right. somewhere else. And then there's newer. Fo- okay, yeah. okay, it's all here. It's all good. It's all. Fine. Uh, that's what my brain is right now. Yeah, is just like uh, yeah, a mix of of knowledge. <clears throat> so. Uh, and yeah, I think Darius already mentioned Ron Jones did this episode, which Ronnie is like, James. he didn't do a ton of the later seasons, but I'm glad <sighs> they brought him back for this one because th- this is to me a sort of, I don't want to say a correction, but it's a callback to an original series episode called Balance of Terror. Have you oh, guys really? ever seen it? No. No. It's the first it. oh, episode ever with Romulans. Interesting. And it's like Kirk is chasing down Romulans and a lot of the music during the Romulan segments in this episode are evocative of the Balance of Terror episode. You guys should check out that the original series episode totally. Balance of Terror. Um it's it's a classic. The guy who plays uh Spock's dad, Sarek, plays uh. the Romulan in that episode. Um, Whoa, yeah, Mark Leonard. Yeah, and anyway, it's almost like they can't tell the Romulans and the Vulcans apart. Okay, Crazy. guys. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do a a spinoff original series podcast? Because uh, I want to watch all of them. Called the I, Rec Room. <clears throat> yeah, we don't. I've, I've it been watching have to be a bit, TOS but I just want to watch them. I haven't yeah. seen any. I've only seen a few of them, and I want to. I mean, if them. we wanted to splinter some things up, we could like make like one episode a month of Trek to the Holodeck, like the Rec Room, just be the, the rec OG. Room. We call it Trek to the Holodeck OG. OG good stuff. OG Kush. <laughs> so I wanted to, yeah, and I'm glad we're talking about this, guys, because you know how every time we talk about this every week, we complain about every week how people on Reddit are like, "I hate the Holodeck episodes." <laughs> There was another one this week. There was really? another one. Okay, okay, hold on, hold on. We now need to have a new segment before we start talking about the episode right, that is right. specifically Reddit complaining about holiday episodes. We get, we just read somebody's complaint, yes. whether it's a whether it's a post or if it's a comment, a comment. on a post. Yeah. We'll read one complaint about the holodeck. That's incredible. Totally. Don, do you have one? What do we got I'll, this week? I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, but what I was going to say, I'm pulling it up now. But um, what I was going to say was that every original series episode breaks their rule of like, I came here for the sci-fi. Because there's like, I don't know, we have a Shakespeare set. So we're going to go to a planet where everybody lives in the the 1600s, you know? Like, yeah, Yeah. that's like proto-human 1800s. (laughs) It's like basically the original series was worse than the holodeck because they didn't even have an excuse for going to weird times. They just made weird planets. This was, was, uh, what's his name? Wanting to do the holodeck, but couldn't because they just didn't have the budget so he's like yeah. fine we'll just find an alien race that's that like, i yeah. miss the days i truly miss the days when you could make a show or a movie and just create a planet that's like eh, they kind of just live in the 1800s and not really have to explain it at all i feel like these days you have to like really explain it because people will be like what the fuck is this bullshit what the, the 1800s what is this what, the fuck yeah. is what if this? we what if we created like a once a month 
episode for Trek to the Holodeck that the whole bit is uh, an original series episode that should have had the holodeck, but, but should have just been yes. in the holodeck. I'm 100% down uh, yeah, for that. Like, that's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love oh, yeah. that. I absolutely love it. Okay, right. so here it is, guys. Posted six days ago. The, I had right. I had six options. I just Can sorted. You? I did for the past week. There are th- one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, there are nine posts. Before you read this, can you give us the the, the Reddit handle yeah, of the user? Yeah, we love the username. Yes, the user is Brave Dubeck. Okay, Brave Dubeck. Thank, thank welcome, you for welcome to Trek to Holiday. Welcome to Trek to Holiday. Against thank your you will. for contributing. <laughs> you, you posted on a public forum on the internet. It is it is in the, the it is in the public sphere. Now in the public domain. <laughs> Biggest TNG peeve? Question mark. Holodeck principles are meaningless. <laughs> And that's it. That's, uh, that's no, his thing. There's a whole post, guys. I'm not oh, going to okay. read an entire. Reddit no, post. you don't have to read the whole post. <laughs> oh, but man. he did have to edit it, or they. I, I, we don't know the gender, but yeah, at some point they did have to edit it, and they wrote, "Edit." I'm glad I'm not the only one with these questions, i.e., just not really well thought out thoughts, and appreciate all the conversation this kicked off. Oh. What's the What's the top? What's the highest uh, top? The Best, top comment yeah, top on that comment is it long that. or is there like a quick? It's not, like, it has two hundred seven upvotes. Uh, the ew. the top comment. I may be completely wrong here and haven't double checked anywhere, but isn't the holodeck a mixture of hollow projection and matter replication? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was that? Who asked that? Uh, that's Balding Dad eighty one. Hey, hey, Balding Dad eighty one. Yeah. You're right. It good, is good for you. <laughs> They 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 took the transporter technology and inverted it basically. We, I mean, to be honest, we really need to have a bigger presence on the Star Trek subreddit. So we that, do so that when s- this stuff happens, some people that know the the pod can tag us and be like, yeah. "We'll be the defenders of the holodeck." I, we, yeah, the, uh, the defenders of the holodeck. I the just defenders. absolutely love that. Should, should we put in parentheses on all of our Reddit handles, "defenders of defenders the holodeck"? Defenders of the holodeck. Yeah, that's our new superhero. Pod, and not even just that, it's just like answering these really simple questions. Like, I don't understand. I thought like a snowball would disintegrate as soon as it left the holodeck. And we'd be like, no, guys, it's it's also a replicator and it can create water and stuff like that. So it's just, it's totally. You, there's a scene where, where Wesley walks out of the holodeck and he's soaking wet because he was yeah. in actual water. water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ. Just come to us. We're the, the holodeck experts. Okay. So that was our Reddit segment. I like it. Yeah. I think I we tried to do it once in the past, but making it specifically ho- like this week's holodeck. holodeck complaints. Yeah. This week's holodeck complaint. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, welcome to the holiday complaint line. Uh, how may I help how you? May I help uh, you? Yeah, um, there's no sci-fi in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what happens? Cool. Um, an, an arti- artificial intelligence gets created on the holodeck. There's no sci-fi in this episode. Okay, um, uh, what happened? Well, I was watching an original series episode and they went to this planet that had like Shakespeare people. Okay, well, I'm going to correct you right now. That's not Stop a holiday right episode. There. That yeah. is the original series. That's, that's, that's can we about structure as this like as a, it gets. Can we structure this like a relationship Colin uh, show? <laughs> Where like some guy calls it is like, hey, you're on the air. What's your name and what's your problem? 
Absolutely. Uh, hi, my name's Jared, and I just I can't handle the holodeck anymore. I just feel like it's not giving me the respect that I deserve. Uh-huh. And this is common. This is common. How long have you been watching Star Trek? Uh, for forty years, like my yeah. whole life. And yeah. every time I see the holodeck, I just scream at the television. Uh-huh. I want space stuff. I don't want. Emotions. Well, listen. Look, every Star Trek, every series, there's got to be a balance. <laughs> I I don't know what to do. I think oh, it should be man. like I think it should be like car talk. So we're like, okay, right, so what's your right. problem? What's, what's your problem? problem? Right. Okay. It's like, yeah. Um. So I was watching this uh, episode of Voyager. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. And uh-huh. the Doctor cool. is in it, right? You know, the classic. Doctor that's a, see right there. That's that's classic Voyager, right there. Sports, classic Voyager. Sports talk uh-huh. radio. Okay. Well, Isn't here's where here's the weird thing is like the Doctor has a family in it, and I'm just yep. a little bit confused. I'm a little thrown uh-huh. off. Um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys have anything that you could say about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Did you try? Did you did you try watching it again, knowing that the doctor had a family? I just turned it off. I freaked out. <laughs> yeah. And I turned it yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. What you what you're gonna want to do is you're gonna want to watch the whole episode. <laughs> hey, what was your name, man? What was your name? What was uh, your it's name? Todd. Hey, Todd. Nice to meet you. Thanks for calling in. This is a holodeck talk. Uh, look, you're gonna want to turn it back on, and you're just gonna want to like let go of any. Any? Am I right here, Jan? Just yeah. let go of no. anything yeah, yeah, that yeah, has to do with sci-fi. You can't have preconceptions about this sort of <laughs> right, thing, right? Right. But what you'll find is by the end, and I guarantee you, this is what's gonna happen. I'm pretty sure this is what's gonna happen. Forty-five this happened minutes, to you, in, didn't it? It did. It did. It happened to me back in 19, 1997. You watched the whole episode, and by the end of it. I swear mm-hmm. to God, you're gonna you're gonna be crying. You're gonna yeah. be crying because the doctor's family right. is real. It's more mm-hmm. real than than you thought it could ever be. Absolutely. So, Todd, yeah, yeah, do yeah, me yeah. a favor: is you're gonna want to li- watch that episode again and then call us back and let us know how you feel. Tell us if we were I, right. I I love I love all of these radio shows. I love the idea of doing like a sports talk radio station where like. The team just lost. It's like, all right, call call seven seven five two. Let, let me hear what you think. A guy calls it. He's like, I cannot take this anymore. It's a it's a clown show. It's I a hear you, fucking man. clown I hear you. show. I absolutely hear you. He doesn't I, know what he's doing with the episode. I tune he just in doesn't know what he's every doing. Every week I spend my hard earned money on this right. freaking show and right. they give me Human, right? Human stuff. And look, like if pay- Ronald, you know, if Ronald D. Moore knew what he was doing with this he episode, he needs to be fired. No, we need, need to get to rid fired. of him. We need to, and we need to retool the whole thing. Yeah, we rebuild. Guys, we need I a think, complete look, rebuild. You know, I've been a lifelong fan, just like you guys, and I hear what you're saying. But you gotta trust Ronald D. Moore. He's been doing this for years. He's a Harold clown. After, listen, this is Harold After's first time. Okay, this is his first day. This day is his first time, and you I'm gotta not- give him some chance to adjust to the characters. Look, I'll to, maybe give him one more episode, but after that, like I just think that the general manager needs to fire him. They need I to get rid of him. So that is much, so reactionary. I've spent so much money in this franchise, and 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 every week when I come in and I watch the show, I I get data. I get data looking at a cat. Okay, I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's thank you so much. So much. All right, we actually caller. have to go to our sponsor, BJ's. <laughs> BJ's. Uh, they got uh, a special on wings, and they got a special on beer. So we'll be right back. <laughs> Are we out of genres uh, yet where people I call think in? We have, uh, I, we've bitted that one to death. I think there, we've riffed on that. There's, there's one last one. And it's Christian radio. Oh, AM oh radio. I was going to say Air America. 
Oh, Air America. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, tune in next week for those bits. Uh, we, right. We've run right. this into the dirt. <laughs> day to we've day. killed it. <laughs> let's talk about the episode now. No, yeah. let's do a 30-second recap. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Dylan, <laughs> okay. I think it's your, your, your uh, turn this, on this Am I caller on. number one? Am I caller number one? You are. You're caller number I'm one. caller number one. Oh, awesome. I'm so excited. You have a chance. To recap this episode in 30 seconds. If you do, we are sending you to a holiday episode, live taping of a holiday episode. Okay, awesome. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Wait, do we have a timer? Ready. Whenever you're ready. Okay, so there's this ambassador on board, this uh, Vulcan ambassador, uh, and Data's kind of narrating the episode. He's figuring out his life. Uh, he does like a, a dance lesson with uh, with Crusher. There's some wedding stuff between uh, O'Brien and Keiko. Uh, they don't want to get married, whatever. <clears throat> uh, but then they figure it out in the end. Uh, there's some uh, haircut stuff with, with uh, Jordy. Um, and in the end, they were a Romulan and not a Vulcan and nobody bangs. Do I have more time? Eh. Oh man! There you go. <laughs> there it is. I thought. All right. Cool. Presumably, <laughs> Miles and Keiko bang. Presumably. 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 Not in the episode, though. Not. No, you don't see it happen. No. Uh, After and, the wedding. Uh, uh, he feeds his cat. Spot. His we cat. get to see Spot. Mm, right. Spot is so sweet. We get to see Riker hitting on a subordinate. Oh my god! In the middle of work. Yo, that shot. I. It, <laughs> It really, like, when I saw that shot, it really dawned on me. I was like, how many people can he, like, fuck on this ship before it becomes a problem? Like, he just keeps rearranging the none. ships. It should be none. <laughs> he's, but he's, it's going to be way too many. Yeah. He's, he's got three ships to work with, and he's got a thousand crew members. <laughs> and, he's and he just the one rotates in of it. one person onto the bridge every he, two months. Oh, he's no. Like, hey, whatever happened to um, L- L- Lieutenant Dana? Oh, um, she's in engineering now. She's in engineering now. What you two doing? Yeah, but it just, you know, that's not what happened. Didn't work out. He is like just a terror. He's he's abusing his power all the time because he's in charge Absolutely. of the scheduling. A hundred percent. That's totally what happened. Uh, there's some fun Frakes moments, and this is like the dirtiest Frakes ever is. Like because yeah. it's all from Data's perspective. It's like it looks like Riker is like really good at banging. <laughs> and like Riker like looks over at, at that lady on the bridge, <laughs> or like uh, the other point was like, uh, it sounds like Riker. Didn't really mean what he said about Depel, and he just looks like oh, I fucking hate that bitch. <laughs> like, normally, what we see of Riker is just like, yeah, that guy's going to be a captain, like a straight up. He's going to be a good captain someday. And this to, to, today, from Data's perspective, it's like maybe Riker shouldn't ever be in command of anything, anything ever. <laughs> it kind of makes sense why Riker never gets his own ship now. Like <laughs> a lot of complaints. A lot a lot of complaints. Although, although to be fair, a Riker want, uh, like a Riker captain, a ship where Riker is the captain is probably going to be the most attractive ship full of people. <laughs> oh my god! Well, that, that's why it's taken years. He's just waiting for like the hottest ship. He's, He's like assembling he wants- <laughs> the hottest people ever. <laughs> He's like and, sevens and up. That's my rule. It's enough. <laughs> I, but imagine the funniest bit to me is imagining him in the captain's chair, like old Frakes, just surrounded by the hottest people you've ever seen. Right. And you're the like, minute somebody Frakes? turns twenty six, they like kick, he kicks him off the ship. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he's like DiCaprio. <laughs> it's the USS DiCaprio. 
Oh my oh, god! Gross. Imagine if DiCaprio was a <clears throat> captain in Star Trek. I feel no, like that would be. I don't want wild. to. You don't want that? No. No. I think he'd be good, actually. He, I think he'd be well, really he wouldn't good. have any water to splash on his face because they use sonic showers. <laughs> <laughs> That's that true. <laughs> and he's a little too emotional, actually. He's always on the verge of crying. So right. he, maybe he'd be a good first officer. Yeah, <clears throat> that'd be great. That'd be really good. Uh, th- guys, there's so many firsts in this episode. How so? So many firsts that we take for granted or introduced in yeah. this episode. Mm-hmm. This is the first episode ever to have Keiko Ishikawa, who then becomes O'Brien. So this, mm-hmm. is, yeah. this is when she's introduced, and when when and then she becomes you know not a oh. regular, but like a. She's in like 20 plus episodes of Star Trek. So that's awesome. This is the first time that she's introduced ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I've just gotten so used to them on DS9. Oh, totally. Right. right? Yeah. So isn't that cool? Like she, Rosalind Chow just kind of guest stars in this episode and now she's a huge part of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, And they have a lot of issues as a married couple and DS9 and stuff that (laughs) you go like, such a mess. (laughs) That you go like, maybe Keiko was right. Maybe they shouldn't have gotten married. I do love that Ronald D. Moore like really fixates on that. But I, I think, and here's the biggest red flag for their relationship is that they were introduced to each other by Data. Yeah. Data, yeah. who doesn't understand emotions and relationships, is like, I think you two would be a good pair. And they're just both so like, Keiko is such so focused on her career as a botanist. Miles is so focused on his career as like a gear monkey. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I guess, I guess I love, I mean, I do love this person. Yeah. <laughs> we had a great first date. Like, you know, um, it, it kind of makes sense though that they're the way their relationship works because she's a botanist and and stuff. So she she underst- she looks at things in terms of like ecosystems and like oh mm-hmm. like you can balance this out, you can work it out, you can optimize this ecosystem. And mm-hmm. O'Brien is like, you can just fix a thing if you work on it hard <laughs> just enough. Just fix it. <laughs> yeah, just fix right. it. Right. And they, I do think that they they talk about their problems more than any other characters in Star Trek yeah. and that's why it sticks yeah. out. Yeah. But yeah. they also like really clearly super love each other and I, I, I think they probably have really hot sex. Like they Because <laughs> they are all on Deep Space Nine are so horny for each other all the time. <laughs> I think it is yeah. nice though that yeah. like we rarely ever see uh, like people have like long-term relationships in Star Trek. So it is cool to see like an actual like you get to see some of their shit all the time, mm-hmm. which you don't yeah. really see on a lot of Star Trek shows. You you guys ready for my first note? Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's hear your note, and I'll, send it, your o- note. I'll send it over to Harold. Great. Yeah. Uh, uh, reverse reverse the the roles here. Have uh, Miles O'Brien getting cold feet and Keiko the one that that wants to to get married really badly because it just feels for like a good amount of this these interactions like especially the conversation between Miles O'Brien and Data like she's just a woman she doesn't know what she wants she really does want to marry me like I don't know I think I can make an argument for both ways cuz if it's the other way it's a just classic dude thing dudes getting cold feet like they're commitment of phobes yeah. So I think you fall into that trap both times, right? I think you do, but I think uh, the other way around, you are punching up instead of punching down. You're basically like pushing this trope of people who have had power for a very long time. And you're not, instead of pushing the trope down on like women who like, yeah. I think you're right, Darius, in the sense that the way that they write 
Keiko's reasons for not wanting to marry Miles are very shallow and old school and patriarchal. Like she just doesn't know what she wants to do. Just like trust me. Yeah. Just like talk just to her. Talk just, to her for yeah. me and like convince yeah. her because like But seeing her make the decision, I, I agree with Dylan, I think is better. And I also seeing Cole Meany as O'Brien just be like what out. the fuck? Yeah, that was- <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Not that Rosalind Chapel, but we just don't know her character at all. But seeing O'Brien lose his shit is really funny to me. Damn it, yeah. son of a bitch. Um, but I do agree that the way it's written is just like, dude, she's just being a woman. She's just being crazy. Is is very cheap. Yeah. Um, right. It's also and with Jordy being like, the wedding's gonna happen. But- she just has cold feet. Yeah. I'm like, but what if she actually? Is serious right now. Like, that, what if that's it, not? The it does thing. line like, up with Jordy though, in terms of his romantic instincts, though, because he's such well, a absolutely. nice guy. <laughs> uh, and I'm just gonna sneak in another first here. This is the first episode where Data mentions that Jordy is his best friend. Right, mm-hmm. but we don't hear it the other way around. We just hear <laughs> <No>. that <laughs> Jordy is Data. Like, <laughs> Data sees Jordy as his best friend, and Jordy's like, "Why am I stuck with this fucking I robot?" Can't believe it. <laughs> I can't get a second of to myself even. He's oh, he's everywhere. He's always around. He's standing right behind me he's all behind the me, time. Isn't he? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, they're so cute. I love them. Yeah. Uh, I love that the implication in in this episode too. This is also the first time we ever see the barber shop on on oh, TNT and uh, what a wild thing. The implication is that he doesn't know how to cut the barber, the doesn't know how to cut black hair. He's just like, you just, you really fucked up my hair, dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I got this. And that this is not the same barber that we see in the rest of the series. Is it not? No, they, it's a, it feels like a different person painted with the same it is. paint. Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen that guy before. This guy's, that name, guy, this guy's name is Vassal. I think he's been in a bunch of shit. Shelley Desai is the name of that actor. But later, Mott is the barber on the Enterprise, who is also uh, um, that species. Who are, are yeah, they just the barbers? Species. I think that they're just a planet. What's funny is that they're all bald. Planet full right? of barbers. Yeah, they're all they're just a planet full of barbers. So their version of being explorers. This is my theory. Their version of being explorers is to find species that have hair and, and cut, cut the- their hair. Because they're like, this is the most revolutionary thing for us. We have no hair. Guys, how about that alien in the background of this scene with oh, the yeah. wild hair? Yeah. And the, that was great. Uh, and I and hate to say it, but the real thing? fucked up face. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that like, thing who that they is were that person? Who is that person? They, well, they didn't. Are they, a, are they a part of the ship? Like an alien species that we've never seen a part of the ship, like Starfleet, or are they just like a passenger? Let me tell you right now, <laughs> Riker. Riker ran into this person in the hallway, and it was like, "Nope, that's a four. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Transfers. No. <laughs> no. Oh god. Yeah, and they had that weird thing. I don't know what like that hair dryer. thing was. Like a was that a hair dryer? Is that yeah. what they dry hair with in the That's future? what I was guessing it was. It was a sonic dryer. I can't I get over a planet of... Of, of barbers. Uh, barbers, yeah. <laughs> that don't have any hair to cut. Yeah. That's they were born to cut hair and nobody has hair. Do so they have to go out into space to cut hair? <laughs> Speaking of hair, this is also the, the first episode... <laughs> <laughs> a 
Oh gosh. I, is there a hair? The, the final, final frontier. frontier. The final frontier. Oh god. The final frontier. frontier. Oh my gosh. Oh, god. We're firing uh, on all the, cylinders the, uh, today, the, fellas. The under undiscovered no, the undercut country. The undercut um the the wrath of help 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 what's the thing uh, the wrath of the fate the, the fate of Khan? no the fate of Khan. that's a good one the fate <laughs> of Khan. yeah Khan, Khan's fade i'm really stretching um, my my barber knowledge here <laughs> i know nothing about all in like i just know that the buzzer and the scissors in, into dreadness <laughs> This is the first on. episode to feature Spot, but yep. not by name. But not by name. Thank you. Uh, there's also first episode we see an arboretum, the nursery, and the replicating center, which is just a room full of replicators. I, I love it's this. It's the mall. It's basically the mall. Yeah. And he goes up to Warp and is like, "You, uh, hey, man, you shopping for a wedding gift? And he's like, yeah, I don't really know what the fuck to get him. <laughs> and Dana's like, well, yeah, me too. Would you help me, help me find one? Uh, and then they're just cycling through photos. What do they rep? What do, What does the people behind him replicate? A, oh, a, a kid? No, a dog. A dog, not a kid. <laughs> I think they replicate like a puppy or something. Really? Or no, it's a teddy bear. I'm sorry, it's a teddy bear. Right. So yeah. when I saw this, I was like, "Is Worf just in a build a bear?" Like. <laughs> And he's like, that's the funniest thing for me is like a futuristic Build-A-Bear and Worf's like, I got to get my kid something. Get Alex something. Alexander. <laughs> and Alexander's like 20 something. at this point. And yeah. he gives him like a, a fucking Build-A-Bear. <laughs> Guys, uh, how, it, the replicating center kind of makes me sad. Not just because it's small, but mostly because it's small. We're in a post scarcity anything. Yeah, you can replicate right. anything. We're in a post scarcity society. I just feel like it would be such a bummer to be in there and like I just I'm so empty and sad in this perfect utopian society. I'm just gonna I'm just, know, replicate some shit just I'm to you know, something. At this wedding, yeah. you know at this wedding, Riker just brought like a replicator ration, like a gift card. <laughs> okay, and was just yeah. like, hey, <laughs> just go to the replicator room. You get whatever home. you need. Get yourself whatever you need. Those, <laughs> those are commander level access replicator rations, by the way. You get so the you good do, stuff. You, you get you the want. good stuff. I, I like to think like somebody's went in there and like made sure nobody is in there and like replicated some sex toys. And then somebody walks in there and they're like, oh, hey, uh, uh, but hi. I don't. This, this is for my here. Dog. This is here when dog. I got here. There's nothing. Somebody must have replicated it and left it. <laughs> but Weird. it's also there's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing yeah. wrong with this. To be clear, this is totally I'm fine. Not, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go recycle it in the replicator in my room. There's my also room. nothing wrong with this. <laughs> this is normal. I'm not embarrassed. So, so I guess that brings up the question of like the personal room replicators. Can they not replicate this stuff? Like, do you have to go to the replicator room to get like other things? I've decided that yes, based on <laughs> this conversation, <laughs> why else would there be a room of replicators? Right. It's like, it's like I, cooking, you know, it's like, it's, it's so it's like, data and Worf could have this conversation. <laughs> Wait, okay. So the replicators in the room only replicate food. Right. And if you need something else, you have to go to the replicator room. The replicator right. room must be a hot spot for goss, man. It must be the gossip central. It's like the water cooler 
of that fucking place. <laughs> if you need anything, you're going in there, replicate the stuff, and you bump into someone. And you're like, hey, did you see what, what Jenny did the other day? Slap that dude in the face. And they're like, really? Yeah, what are you here for? Yeah, just a couple books. And you get some Shakespeare or whatever. Uh, what are you doing here? I'm here to get a helmet. I'm going to be working with Jenny next week. <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple fractures on the holodeck. <laughs> It's, you can't she's be Vulcan, so she's about three it, times, though. three times. She's so stronger strong. than. She's so, <laughs> she's so strong. strong. <laughs> I, you can't be discreet about anything that you replicate no. or buy because you're just right in there. You know, there's no discreet <laughs> delivery. Do you think there's discreet delivery for some stuff? You could type in like, hey, somebody could you just put this in my room later. Somebody probably is like, hey, dude, I'll go replicate that for you. Don't worry, there's I'll, one I'll guy on the ship. Yeah, yeah, his name's Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he starts <laughs> replicating books. That's how he so he's like, hey, you need a book? I go replicate it I'll for replicate you. I'll replicate it for you. I'll replicate it for you. I'll, and then I'll drop it off your your, your quarters. And then, he, and then he ends up buying, not buying, but like locking off the replicator room. So right. like only he can touch the replicators. <laughs> and he gets ripped. Yeah. Juice. Super jacked. <laughs> Definitely doing steroids. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is such a this is such a fun episode. Uh, I Michael Shabon watched this episode twice while like pre- prepping for Star Trek Picard, and I think you see so much <laughs> of it in like for one thing, it's so much lore <laughs> right. of Data mm-hmm. in this episode. Yeah, but, like you've got Spot, but also you've got this Bruce Maddox connection, which. Bruce Maddox wasn't measure of a man. He's the guy who's like, we should just break Data down and study him. Right. Anyways. <laughs> That he's sending his let uh, his logs to Bruce Maddox, and then Bruce Maddox becomes a, a character in Picard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's and there's just this, so much yeah. little stuff in here. It's so Man, great, that's fun. This would be a fun watch uh, before watching Picard. Like if you watch the season again, watching this and a couple other episodes would be. F- yeah, there's fun. probably there's probably a good guide somewhere out there of like the episodes you got to watch before watching Picard. Yeah. Because you got to watch a lot of them because it doesn't make any sense if you didn't watch TNG. Right. Uh, my so, my favorite thing about this episode uh-huh. is that basically Keiko and O'Brien get married in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> O'Brien, they get married. It was, that was a stern thing for O'Brien. Right. He was like, "We have to be get it's married." Got to be pub. an open I'm bar. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get married at ten forward. Yeah. And Keiko's like, that's the bar. Why are we? Can we get married in the arboreum? It's or beautiful. something like I've it's been beautiful in it here. For years I've been <laughs> managing it. He's like, no, I need to be able to, you know, have a drink. Uh, I like uh, this. This makes me think. You know how data at the, at one point he's like, I have designed a program to be able to anticipate people's emotional reactions to things. Mm-hmm. I just was thinking like wh- all the little programs that data has created to get through life. <laughs> And I'm wondering, like, was he walking through the? It's like I have designed a program to matchmake uh, people, uh, like find potential mates. And then he just like immediately sees Keiko. It's like, ah, hello, I am the commander. She's like, oh, I'm Keiko. It's like you should date my friend O'Brien. Miles O'Brien. <laughs> he works in the transporter room. <laughs> and then this is just like his first attempt at that ep- at that program. And they for like a week, married. like a week or so, everyone that he meets is like, hi, uh, I'm Data. I what's your name? Uh, uh, Jared. Oh, I have a friend over here. You guys should uh, meet. He's just like trying to matchmake. Yeah, for like Data. a week. <laughs> 
Data's like that uh Riker and Data are in the turbo lift and Data's like being kind of shy. Like he's like like, you know, Riker's way. taking up more of the <laughs> the turbo lift than like Data is. And like he just looks up, he's like, uh, Commander Riker. And Riker's like, What? He's like your perfect match would be Deanna Troy. And Riker's like, yes, I know. We've tried. It's we've not t- working. <laughs> it's just not working. Yes, kay? I know. I don't need you to tell me that. <laughs> I know that. And I, it's, I, I cry about it I'm, every night. I'm <laughs> fucking my way through the crew manifest <laughs> to get over it. He's like, I'm... Data, I'm literally thinking about that right now. I'm not quite sure why you said that right at this moment. <laughs> But the door just know opens that up I'm, and Data, Data does like the, the scoot around like, all right, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then he does his little uh, scrubs monologue in his head. Yeah, it's yeah. like, my program to find perfect mates is considered a success. <laughs> Sending files over to Bruce Maddox. Like that is the end of that one. <laughs> I would love uh, basically just a scrubs episode of Data's Day. That yeah, would be incredible. Basically what this is. Yeah. <laughs> I just like this episode a lot because it's just pretty chill. It's super you know? chill, and it only has one little conflict in it, and and that's it. Yeah, and it's just like, and there's this uh, Vulcan ambassador lady who acts weird. Oh, turns out she's a Romulan spy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and I, this <laughs> is a a great moment too, where the Romulans are like, "All right, like." We can't lie to you in this situation. We don't want to go to. We don't want to go to war with you. You don't want to go to war with us. Like I love how much respect the Romulan captain gives to Picard, being like, "Hey, I respect what you're doing in this situation. So, like, (laughs) here's the truth. But you better get out of here now. Yeah, because we got like like, three other warbirds. Yeah, you're right. So this is (laughs) this is why I I love that you bring that up, Darius, because this is why I think this is a perfect. Or not perfect, but like a good echo episode of Balance of Terror. Because there are two things that ha- primary things that happen in Balance of Terror that are reflected in this episode. One, that episode starts with a wedding on a ship on the Enterprise. Right. And Kirk basically says the same thing that Picard does in this episode, which is like it is the captain's privilege to marry two awesome. people. Okay. <laughs> the other thing is it's Romulan focused. The Enterprise goes into the neutral zone, just like in this episode. And in that episode, the Romulan commander is like, Man, this Kirk guy, he's a he's he's a really good. You know what? I gotta give it to him. He's doing a good job. Same thing in this episode. We're just like Picard, yeah. pretty fucking good captain. Good pretty for you. Good job. Uh, good job so man. I really think that these are companion episodes. Uh, and check it out, Balance of Terror. I that's that's you know. And then maybe someday we'll do that episode. That we won't because it's starship sci-fi stuff, and it, it doesn't. We don't like that. Stuff. We don't like that stuff. We apparently. like human stuff. Uh, <clears throat> there's a moment when, just another like great Picard like, uh, what are you stupid looks that he gives Data that I love so much, and it's when he he's like, Data, can you um. <clears throat> scan this stuff or check it out or give me a report or whatever. And Data's like, do you want anything specific? And Picard's right in front of the ambassador and he looks at Data like, don't fucking ask me that. Go, no, no, just Just do do the thing. I asked you to do the thing and now you're trying to micromanage. Just fucking do it. Just do it. (laughs) The amount of times that people are really unacceptably rude and passive aggressive to Data because they know they can get away with it is... (laughs) No data. 
Just fucking no, Christ, Data. It's you know there's one guy on the ship that's just a complete asshole to Data because he knows that Data just doesn't feel emotions at all. <laughs> Whenever like, he walks hey. past Data, he's like, "Hey, you tin can, fuck you!" <laughs> and then he's just like, and Data's like. I'm starting to understand the humor of like this guy fucks. He slows down Data's development so much because because of how much it's like. Okay, this seems to fit under the category of friendship. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Jordy's like, "Hey, you know that guy doesn't like you, right?" What? It's like no, we're always hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys do always... when you hang out? Well, like. This one time he pushed me off a bridge on the holodeck. <laughs> Is it by accident? It was really funny. It was really, it was but he said it was funny. a joke. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, he insults me in jest, you know, like I did to you in the barbershop. He insults me in jest. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call Jordy? Lunkhead? Lunkhead. Lunkhead. I love Jordy was pit. Jordy was like, like what the fuck did you, you just call, call me? me? <laughs> and then after he explains, he's like, Oh, you're trying to make a joke. Just don't do that with Picard. Could you imagine Data calling Picard like a lunkhead or something? They like, should have done it. They set it up so well. I know. Chekhov's lunkhead. Yeah, Chekhov's lunkhead. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies, oh, Captain. What if a hey, lunkhead? Yes, I, yes, lunkhead. Excuse me. I feel uh, like you heard me. <laughs> Data Data should have a program. He really should, if he wants to be more human, a program for mistakes, like to create mistakes. But they oh. should be like designed to be in situations where they're, they're not like going to, you know, compromise Die. things. Yeah. But just like, hey, was that a mistake, Data? He's like, it sure was. <laughs> <laughs> Success. Once it was. Data, Data, you wrote down two plus two is five. I know. It's wrong. <laughs> Whoopsie doopsie. I guess I'm human. <laughs> I guess I'm imperfect. <laughs> right, he like Dana. walks up to a door and is like, hey, look at this wall and points to it. And they're like, are you doing, that's a mistake, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Huh? Good, good <laughs> mistake, Data. Door. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, um, uh, the, all right. Uh, the, it, guys, this is going to – I'm going to mention – no, actually, I'm not going to mention this trivia. We're going to save this for the holodeck portion, but we got yes. we got to address it in the holodeck oh, portion. Oh, yes, we do. Okay. Um, the night shift lights. Ooh, yeah. I love that they do that. It doesn't make sense. No, because if you're on <laughs> night shift, you should be awake. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why are you dimming the lights for night shift? It should just be – Everyone's <laughs> just, like, nodding off. I, I, I feel like it's a ship-wide thing, right? Yeah, it is. They're trying to like they're trying to uh, create like, create a night, a night and a day, but it's like, why are you being such dicks to the night shift? Why would you just fuck let with it be daytime? Yeah, why would like, you <laughs> fuck with people's circadian rhythm in this way? We know that people are so sensitive to it. It's like, yeah, but you know what? I think everybody should have a shitty job at one point where they work at night. <laughs> Yeah, they could set their schedule so that's daytime because there is no night and day. And they could just have people quartered in different decks. So, like, if you're on deck 12, that's a night shift deck. And if you're on deck 13, it's a day shift. Yeah, so that way you're just fine. That makes so much sense. And 10 forward is always nighttime Yeah, because you should never be in a bar during the morning. No, I feel like like (laughs) you would run into a lot of weird-ass problems that way where, like, Picard's on, you know, like we got shit going on. It's like, I need Lieutenant Jenkins right now. And oh, yeah. right on his time, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, what the fuck? Wait, <laughs> what? Are you, ah, oh, shit. What's going and there's on? There's like 
too many time zones on the ship. Well, there are three, as we know, there are three shifts before Chain of Command, and then they go to four shifts when Jericho becomes right. captain, Jericho. and it's a huge pain in the ass. It's a huge pain. <laughs> huge pain in the ass. <laughs> uh, Good. I just, I, I would love to see, like, have Riker like talking to Picard about like night shift and day shift, and Picard's like, night shift performance is down again, month over month, twenty percent lower. And it's just like, <laughs> I just need to be allowed to turn the lights on. At a higher Please, brightness. God. And Picard's like, I hate it because no. if I have to wake up and I have to go to the bathroom, <laughs> a very specific Picard's like, bathroom I like. Picard's like, Picard's like, sometimes I like to be in my ready room at 3 a.m. in the morning <laughs> because sometimes I like to stay up and have insomnia. And I want to know that it's nighttime when I walk through the, the, imagine, the bridge in my pajamas. <laughs> how stressful of a job that would be where Picard could walk through that door at any, any second, time. At any, any time. moment in that night shift where you're sitting there <laughs> nodding off because the lights are down and Picard walks in with his little his little robe on and is like, wake up! And you're just like, oh, fuck! Oh, shit, hey, I was awake. Uh, Definitely awake. I was, like, <laughs> um, all systems stable. Sorry. Systems good. Systems yeah. are good. You, you Murasaki probe. Yeah, <laughs> system stable. System stable. Just, system like, stable. Little, just like nodding off, and pick, you, you get a little tap on your shoulder. You look over. Oh fuck! fuck. <laughs> what you doing there? I imagine, I imagine like three times. This has happened like two, three times, <laughs> and it's like you're you're on shift again, and you just like start to nod off, and everyone around you is kind of just like doing their job, and you're just like everything's fine. You like wake up really loud, and everyone's like, "Picard's not here." fucking god and then and then like y- you're like god i just hate it when he walks in it's so fucking annoying and he has already walked in and he is just uh, looking at you like god oh damn, uh, is this no, better than being asleep which one would have been better <laughs> uh, you guys want to take a peek in the archives yeah yeah let's do yeah, it, let's do it. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, uh, I have just had a long... Oh, hey. Sorry, sorry I'm late, guys. I know we normally do coffee an hour ago, but... Are you okay? Why are you wearing the jump, the, the spy jumpsuit? Yeah, Tom, oh. those, those are specifically for spy missions. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I just got back from a spy mission and I haven't been able to sleep. I'm, I'm looking at the pad here, and I, I, I know that I, we're on different shifts now, but I don't see any record of a spy mission being no approved, approved by anybody. Yeah, no one, no one approved. You know the Romulan ship we just met up with, uh, like a couple hours ago. Um, yeah. There's that. Yeah. 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 I I made the decision to be like. You know what would be uh, probably a good thing? Because, you know, we're at kind of at war, like Cold War with the Romulans, mm-hmm. is uh, getting some in- intel on them. And so I beamed over uh, to the ship uh, before they beamed Ambassador Tapel over uh, and was going to get some intel. And then I saw the Enterprise leaving. And, um, yeah. So, yeah. What what did you get? Wait, I'm so, so you went on a solo, you went rogue. You went rogue. Mm-hmm. 
to spy on a Romulan warbird, the De- the Devoris. Yep. Possibly, potentially compromising Ambassador Tapel's mission of yeah. peace. What did you get? Did you get did good you, did intel? It pay off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I I got over there. I was like all raring to go. Like, you know that feeling of adrenaline you get like right when you start a mission you know like i had that and then i like was sneaking around got myself to an access panel i, I boot I, like I, I booted it up and i forgot i couldn't read romulan did you bring anything with you yeah did you have a tricorder i was so excited to go over that i just didn't bring my to-go bag Wait, that has okay. like my tricorder and like hypo sprays and all that kind of stuff i even forgot wait. my ears it had my ears in it so like i didn't have ears on when i was over there you what were just you? that's crazy what were you thinking did you just huh. wake up one day and just decide i'm gonna go spy well, you know, I've been having a few rough times uh, when it comes to, like, showing that I'm important on the ship. And, like, I just wanted well, to make sure important. that they knew I could do uh, important things. Tom, what did you end up doing then if you couldn't? What did you? Yeah. What was I was your about plan? to be back. I, I didn't have one. I honestly did not have one. I was about to be back. And then you guys left. And uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I uh, ended up finding uh, a panel that, that like, uh, their version of the Jeffries tubes. I don't even know what it's called. And I sat there probably for a good, like, two hours crying to myself. Uh, don't tell anybody because <laughs> this – I was terrified. You would be terrified too. I'm sorry. I just cannot believe – it's insane that you just woke up one day and decided to go on a spy mission like a child. You're a child. That is a childish <laughs> oh, you, move. You know what? This was, this is a classic. We would have done this together if you guys weren't well, nobody on different asked shifts. Me. Nobody asked me to well, do that. Well, you've been impossible to reach recently, Perk. Yeah. You keep saying that you have these practice sessions scheduled. Yeah. Right. <sighs> yes. I have been practicing for months and months with Data to perform a tap number at Keiko and O'Brien's wedding. And we nailed it. It's so good. And then Data comes up to me one day and he says, Oh, uh, Beverly said that people don't tap dance at weddings. They don't. So he just fucked off. I mean, it's not a nor- like, not usually. Yeah, you don't normally tap dance at a wedding unless, like, you know, the bride and groom are going to tap dance because that's something they do together. Yeah, no, I know that. It's a special thing, like, hey, and our friends, our dear friends, Data and Prince Lewis are going to tap dance now. Right. But that's kind of what it it, it was going to be like. Like, uh, I was going to get a speech. I was going to be able to do a speech. Instead of a speech, me and Data were going to do, like, this cool tap number. And it was going to be, like, surprising, you know? But what was. People were going to enjoy it. I don't understand what tap dancing has anything to do with Keiko or O'Brien. They don't dance that often. It's showmanship. Have have either of you ever been in a play or done a musical? It's showmanship. It's fun. People people like tap dancing. Well, yeah, but it is their wedding. No, but, like, it's a gift. It's, like, our gift to them. It feels like you're making their wedding about you. About you, yeah. No, I, I mean... There was a big, yeah, I did. There was a big backdrop that said like Pert Lewis's tap dancing uh, academy, but 
that's not the point. It's Kurt, like, you're starting a school and you didn't even like talk to me. I I have so much academic experience in starting schools. You should have just said something. Yeah, well, I mean, based on the last time you started, it didn't really work out too well. So I mean, I, 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 I think about it this way, though, Pert. You know, by talking to Tom, you would know exactly what not to do to make sure the school is successful. Oh, okay. That's you true, know what, actually, guys? My yeah. school was pretty successful. Okay. How many students did you have? Like ten or eleven. Over the course of like a couple years, that's not a school. <laughs> Speaking that's of like schools, <laughs> did you know that uh, I went to the same? I just found this out. I was reading a little bit about it before going to sleep uh, yesterday. That I went to the same Vulcan Academy, uh, private academy, um, in my junior years as um, Ambassador Tapel. I was gonna say a little earlier. Uh, Lopec, when you said like Tapel's peace mission, yeah, no, she she wasn't she wasn't a Vulcan. She was no, Romulan. She was a Romulan. Okay, guys, this, this is this has gone a little bit too far. Okay, I know, I know that you think it's funny to razz me and say that I'm a Romulan when I'm obviously a Vulcan, but to do it to like a decorated, long-standing Starfleet ambassador like Ambassador Tapel, that's just that's a bridge too far. Yeah, okay, Lopec, no, yes, we do like to make fun of you sometimes, but this piss you off. Yeah. But we're being serious right now. Uh, Tapel was not a Vulcan. She was a Romulan spy. Okay, listen, yeah, the, and what makes it even worse is that she died in the line of duty on a peace mission. She transported over to another ship, to a Romulan ship. She sacrificed her life to end this Cold War with the Romans that has been going on for <coughs> more than a century. That's not what happened. Don't, did you're you not going to gaslight me on this, okay? How, what, okay. how, how up to date are you with the logs? I'm all about on one on third of the way through yesterday's. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, yeah. well, talk to us when you get into the last part of it because, like, we're not what being are you racist. about? She was not Vulcan. You're she not being racist. Romulan. That's what a person who is being racist would say. <sighs> oh, my God. Everybody, everybody, raise your hand if you think that Tapel is a Romulan. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hey, Lopec. I am filing a complaint. No, Lopec. I cannot. This Do me a favor. What? Do me a favor. What? Just... Just pat, go to the last page of the uh, report and yeah. just read the last page. Real okay, quick. fine. Yeah, I'll read it. I'll read it out loud. I'll read it out loud for everybody to hear. Yep, yep. Go ahead. Ambassador Tapel turned out to be a Romulan sp- spy sub command. Okay, all right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I, I was in complete control of my emotions throughout all of that. Yes, you were. Yeah, it seems like you were. Yeah. Guys, I'm going to go change out of this. Uh, it's getting really hot. I don't know how they do spy missions in these things. You get really hot. Well, I think they're just they're contextual. You're supposed to get it first. But as you know, Romulan Warbird is going to be running really right. cool. So it probably felt good in the Romulan Warbird. Well, good luck. I'm going to go f- practice uh, my fire juggling. Me and Nate are doing a fire juggling uh, routine at the next wedding. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that for um, Juarez's um, baptism. Yeah, that's sorry. Yeah, yeah. I get them mixed up. We got a lot of routines planned for the big events on the ship. 
Should we start with the big the big thing that we wanted to talk about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. In the original version of this tap dance sequence, where Dr. Crusher teaches Data how to tap dance, as it was written, it was supposed to be the John Travolta Saturday, Saturday Night Fever dance. I want it. I want it was bad. Was it really? Yes. <clears throat> oh, I want it bad. And I guess they couldn't do it probably because it was maybe it's a copyright thing, I guess. Maybe? I don't because the uh, choreography is intellectual property. So maybe that's yeah. the thing. But guys, <clears throat> we missed out big we time. We missed out on Brent Spiner disco dancing in the holodeck. And I guess it doesn't. I would be surprising if Crusher knew how to disco dance, but you know. She's she's the dancing. It would have been, if I'm being honest, it would have been kind of weird for yeah. that for that weird reference to find its way into that like episode or just into Star Trek. Well, I mean, it is in the future, right? So, I'm guessing that movie did happen. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, no doubt, but it's still, I don't know. It just feels like. It would have aged weirdly. Even though I want it, like I would love it to happen. Yeah. I feel like when they, you know, make pop culture references in movies today, and you watch them a couple years later, and you're like, was that what was popular? Like, what, what is that? Well, that, so, at that point, it was like 20 years old. Maybe not even, true, maybe yeah. like 16 years old. Uh, so but that would be still, like a 2004 not, reference for us. Which is pretty poppin' these days, I feel like. Yeah. 2004 reference. Guess it is, isn't it? I want it though. I'm really pissed that it didn't happen. It would just, it would be the most gift, gif, gif. Yeah. <laughs> it would be so gift. You we gif. already get to see the, uh, the gif of, uh, of data tap dancing furiously. Yeah. It's incredible. So I, I remember the first time I watched this episode, I, I was so psyched because I, Tap danced and, and me and Darius both tap danced. You guys we are tap younger. dancers. Yeah, I Dylan did more than I did. You're tappers. Yeah. What's what's the what's the cool name for tap dancers? Tap uh, tapists, tapists, tap tapists, tap tapestries, tap tap dancers. I don't know tappers, tappers. tappers. tapping, tap tappers, tappity tap tap, tappity tap tap tappers. I don't know. Can you guys still tap? Can you guys still tap? I can a little bit. I still the shoes. Still my shoes, but I have neighbors below me, so yeah, I don't do it. So, so, so how how is Spiner's tapping in this? He's great, good. He's, they're both really yeah. good. I'm not surprised yeah. about Gates McFadden because she was a choreographer for a yeah. long time. So she oh. that's like that was her job before she was Crusher. Oh, that's kind of cool. I, there were a few moments uh, where they cut to the feet where I was like, oh, love Spiner's it. not doing this. This is a, this is a double, yeah. Or the, the, the long shot. The high I angle. I think that was also a double. Yeah, the I high think angle. so too. Because yeah. you, nope. you just saw the top of his head. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the overhead shots yeah. were yeah. The, the doubles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were really good. I was yeah. like, this is awesome. They they uh, they kill it. And I love, this is outside the holodeck, but when, when Data asks Crusher to do the dancing thing and she's like, who the fuck told you about that? <laughs> it's like no fucking dance. This, yeah, there's this like deep trauma of like people making fun of her for being a dancer, <laughs> the dancing doctor, as she says. That's so um, weird too. That, that right? feels very like '90s too, where like a woman who is a high achiever in multiple fields is embarrassed is about made one of them. Fun of. Right. Yeah, it's like, hey, I'm a doctor first. 
And nobody yeah. will take me seriously if they think of me as a dancer. And now if somebody's like, I'm a doctor, I'm a dancer, you know, I also like run a, a nursery. It's like, like this, fuck, this, dude, this, this, this is awesome. Yeah. But back in the nineties, it's like, I'm threatened by a woman who can do two things. <laughs> uh, uh, the whole dance sequence is great, uh, especially when they get to the ballroom dancing and Data's got that just psychotic smile on his face. Oh, God. Right. Uh, One of the greatest <laughs> reveals. It feels, to, that one to me feels like an improvised moment where they're like, okay, Brent, no, just do it normal. And then they, in the cutting room, they're like, actually, this plays. This is really this funny. This plays really great. <laughs> yeah, he's just mugging to the camera and like frakes is the only one just cracking up on set. (laughs) And everyone's like, dude, we've been here for like 10 hours trying to get this shot. And he keeps doing the smile. Um, I love, I love that. Like she starts out with the, 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 like I'm teaching a regular person. And then data's just like, can we just skip to the end? Like I'm a computer. If I just watch you do it, I got it. Like, (laughs) got you. Then I have successfully learned to dance. Yeah. Again, I get why data does it, but it's another thing for me where I'm like, Data asks that because he wants to be more human. He wants uh, someone to teach him it, but he could just—he could just like look it up. Well, that's yeah. totally, and then like download yeah. it, right? Well, like <laughs> he knows as a computer. I think one of the things he's learned is to make friends and to be human. You right. have to do things like this. This is a social way. It's like I need to learn to dance. I could learn it through the computer, or I could just build on my friendship with Crusher. Mm-hmm. Right, but then he fucks it over by being like, "Hey, Too skip good. to the end." Yeah, because I can learn this. I got places to be. Uh, <laughs> could you just skip to the end, please? Uh, when when uh, Crusher has to go because she's delivering the baby, right? The Juarez right. baby. Um, she uh, he brings he replicates he, whatever he adds a character to the program to dance with to ballroom dance with. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else think that she looked? They picked an actor who looked a lot like Denise Crosby, who plays Tasha Yar, because. To me, that was it's probably just because in the 90s, it's like, yeah, a blonde chick. But to me, <laughs> it was very much the computer, you know, because we know that the computer knows has profiles for everybody. Does right. it know oh. that he, the only person he's ever hooked up with is Tasha Yar? And it's like, okay, we'll give her That would be so probably. funny. I, oh my God. Could you imagine if like you were in the holodeck and you'd only hooked up with one person on the ship and you're like, <laughs> Okay, can you just uh, give me a dance partner? And the computer's like, <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> here you go. And you're like, come Fuck on, you. dude. No. no. Stop. I don't want to forget this night. Oh, it yeah. was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. She used me. Come on. She won't talk to me. Every time I see her, she snickers. Yeah. And then the computer's like, okay, I'll change it. Just don't talk about your problems with me. That's not, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, you, here's the thing: is like the thing that we don't know about Star Trek: Next Gen or, uh, of Star Trek Future is that Facebook wins, and all the computers <laughs> are Facebook. Actually, it's all an right. algo, and they yeah. have all your information. Everybody's opted in. There's no privacy. No. All it's your captain's log, yeah, all a your records, hellhole. Every, exactly, <laughs> everything is just all so Facebooked up. So it just has. Really extensive pro. It knows who you've slept with. It knows what your interests are. It knows everything. It just builds these profiles on you, and you just have to live in it. You just have to deal with it. I mean, that would be kind of uh, nerve wracking. Imagine being in your room and like, and then just being like, "Computer, can you not and- <laughs> listen to this, please?" <laughs> um. Okay. 
You're listening, aren't you're you? You're still listening, yeah. right? <laughs> Do you have like a manual switch <laughs> I can turn you off in the room? Yeah, yeah it's on the door. Switch. Hello? Can Hi. you still hear? Yeah. I, but I did the switch. <laughs> but, but let's be let's be real. What if something happens in the middle of the night? Don't you want me listening? No. Yeah, what if something happens in the middle of the night? I don't want you listening. <laughs> but what if something happens in the middle, oh, what happens God. at three in the morning and you have an ulcer or something? Your appendix bursts. Don't you want you, me listening? No. Yes. Yes, I do. Damn it. Yes, I do. All right. Fine, you fine, know what? Fine. fine. <laughs> um, let's rate this. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do just, it. Just, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, dialogue. I think it's really cute. There's funny dialogue. There's this cute dialogue. Like, yeah. There's uh, data. You, why aren't like, what, what's going on? Why aren't you able to do this? Well, I can't see your feet. Then look down. Then look like, down, you <laughs> idiot. Well, she makes him look up. Uh, no, I know, yeah, but yeah. but she brings him back and is like, "All right, watch my feet." Like, <laughs> I love the line where he's like, uh, "She's like, okay, look up," and then he looks all the way up. Just classic <laughs> like, stupid you shit. Stupid idiot. You stupid loser. Uh, and I have successfully learned to dance. Such a wonderful just data the kid thing. Mm, he's so cute. It's not anything it's of like, consequence though. No. Like I'm not Nothing I'm not special. hearing Shakespeare or anything like no. that. So like. I will I say, know. a lot of the lines in this scene apparently were effectively written on the spot by McFadden and Brent Spiner because they were doing a choreography scene. Um, it felt pretty sense. natural. Yeah. I do like that when Data asks why people don't do a lot of tap dancing at weddings, she doesn't have an answer. She's like, I, it's just, I don't know. You just, just don't, don't, man. I don't like They it. just don't. I, that, have you ever been in that situation where you've been asked a question and you're just like, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, man. Thousands, Actually, nobody's th- ever asked me that before. Hundreds of years of whatever weird culture yeah. has just built up to this. I, right. I lived with a Norwegian once, and we were watching a baseball game, and he said to me, he looked at me, he said, why are they wearing hats? And I have watched <laughs> baseball since I was two years old or whatever, and I looked at him and I said, you know what? I don't know. Nobody has ever asked me that before. I I have no idea. They just do. <laughs> because when baseball was created, everybody wore everybody hats wore outside. Hats, right? So they had to wear a hat because that yeah. was just culture at the time. And then it slowly evolved and it was also a way to keep the sun out of your eyes. There you go. That, That's yeah, it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But like, it is weird. It's very yeah. weird. <clears throat> anyway, I'm going to rate this a 2.5 because it's yeah. there. 2.5 for me too. But and I'm going to give it a 3. Uh, romance. I mean, there's a, literally the song that they dance to. Is isn't it romantic? Oh, right. that's true. The, the word romantic is set. It is set. So that deserves a point. So that gets it? a point. That's one gets point. point. Yeah. <laughs> and I do think that it's romantic that his dance partner looks like Tasha, even if it's just a complete coincidence. Okay, one five. You get point five for that. For uh, that, that gets one. a whole point. That gets a whole point for me. <laughs> five for me. And then it gets a bonus point. Just no. I'll, I'll give it a two. You're just giving out. Yeah, it's like points. romance five from five. Me. What Big five? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys won fives. One five. One five. Okay. One point five. One point five. Not uh, one five. Action. <laughs> I I got to give this a really high action. Dance action. The dance there's choreography. Dance. There's choreography for sure. And it's like, real. And we get a lot of yeah. angles. They don't cut yeah. away from it that much. Mm-mm. I I gotta give it I might give a four it, for me. Yeah, four. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same Z's. 
Yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give. I I don't know why I'm so bullish on this episode, but I'm gonna give it a five just because like learning choreography. I'm guys. You guys are. Here's the thing. You two, you're you're tapists. So for you, tap dancing, <laughs> not not that not that impressive. But for me, a person who has three left feet, this is a, an incredible <laughs> achievement. Uh, so All I'm right, giving it a five it. on action. Suspense. I, I, zero. 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 Is, is he going to learn to dance? I can't even. Yes, yes. he will. He will. He's a computer. Yes. Zero. He's, zero. He's going to be totally fine. <laughs> uh, camp. Five. You know, it's hard not to give these a five. I the feel smile, like any episode with smile. data is going to be a five. The smile is worth three points at least. A lot. Yeah. And, and him continuing to tap dance yes. and her having to continuously stop, tell stop, him, stop, Data, stop. stop. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's like dancing, he goes, am I dancing, doctor? It's like, yeah, you're fucking, you're, Just come on. you. You are killing me right now. <laughs> you're so good. I also love like how flushed Gates McFadden gets. Like she could, and yeah. like, like, and Crusher, like, it's like, like, yep. Okay. All right. <laughs> you're good. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Took me decades to get there, but okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Trip. That's a Quinteros. That's a Quinteros. And finally stakes. Yeah, I'll give mm. it a one just because, you know, he's got to learn how to dance properly. Yeah. Maybe not even that. I mean, what what's going to happen if he doesn't learn how to dance? Nothing right. special. He's going to look yeah. stupid. We what's do see stakes. We do see the payoff later. He dances with Keiko as the father of the bride. Yeah, that's still a zero for me. There's no stakes in this. Yeah, there's no stakes. Yeah, same zero. All right, computer, final score. Calculating. 2.28. All right. Okay. Cool. It's clean. 2.28. That puts it... Oh, guys. No. It puts it... <laughs> don't. It puts it right below Schisms, the other Robert Weimer <gasps> episode. What the fuck? <laughs> Yo, the dress system is working. I fucking it's love it's it. It's working. It's incredible. What? <laughs> this That's is, insane. This is nuts. Oh, man. I, I wow, love that I they created were... a bullshit system, but it's not bullshit. It's kind of I, I literally, for a second, thought you were about to be like, and now that beats Take Me Out to <laughs> the Take Hollow Suite. Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite. I was like, what the fuck? No. Uh, this is weird, but the computer says that Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite never happened and doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> it got purged from the system. <laughs> <laughs> Something about hats. I don't know. Hats. It's not really clear. <laughs> Oh, God. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Trek to the Holodeck. Next week, we are going to be doing Voyager Season 2, Episode 3. There Woo. it is. Projections. Yes. Whoo. Guys, please. It's another Doctor episode. Yeah, another so, The Doctor. Isn't that a surprise? Uh, call in uh, to the show and uh, we'll have a talk about uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> the doctor. <laughs> right, we'll help you. We'll help you fix your anti-holodeck. Uh, yeah, problems. Yeah, make sure to call in. Tell us who your favorite character is and why you don't like to see them on the holodeck. And, and while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and whatever network you're listening to it on. Uh, Apple Podcasts will let you review it. So go ahead yep. and drop a review if you have a review. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, and make sure to check out our Instagram and Discord. Uh, I'm starting to sound like, <laughs> like JFK. <laughs> Are those guys from Boston? The car talk guys? I, 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 don't, uh, know. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I think they're from New York. I think they're like from upstate New <laughs> they're, York. They're honestly. from the Northeast. <laughs> well, because they're also they're on WNYC, right? So like, are yeah, they? I think their names, so. Their names are Tom Maliozzi and Ray Maliozzi. So <laughs> Tom and Ray. <laughs> Yeah, I believe one of them passed away. Sorry, a few continue, years Dylan. Ago. Uh, okay. Make sure to check out our Discord. <laughs> Discord our Instagram. <laughs> our Instagram is at Trek to the Holodeck, and on Twitter we're at Trek to the Deck. Uh, we also have the Discord, and we also have our station Discord, uh, Indiesaurus, which we can listen to their identifier right now. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. <laughs> Oh, that sounds. They have that's, yeah. that's that mad, sounds real good. That sounds that's real mad good. wicked. Mad wicked. <laughs> mad wicked. <laughs> Again, Boston. Uh, the computer uh, voice, uh, lovely voice, provided by Verona Blue. I don't think Sasha Ven in this episode, but we'll mention it from here. Nope. Okay, cut that out. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so just Verona Blue, um, and the music uh, at the introduction and the outroduction. Uh, is by body line used with the permission of the Midwest Collective. And uh, I just want to throw this out there right now because uh, we are a fan podcast. Uh, We help you with the holodeck. We we help you uh, love the holodeck. We help you continue to love the holodeck. If you Mm -hmm. hate the holodeck, we help you fix that. Yeah, because that's a problem. That's a problem problem. that you have in your life (laughs) that you need to fix. It's not the show. Right. So, uh, Viacom, CBS, or any other Star Trek rights holders can go fuck themselves. Fuck you. You're go a clown f- organization. Go fuck you. You're a clown organization. <laughs> you, really, you really don't know how to manage this show. If you knew how to manage this show, I've been a Star Trek fan for my whole fucking life. I've given wow. so much. <laughs> That's all the time we got computer terminate program. <laughs> spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite and for a while i almost forgot he was a hologram that means the holodeck safeties are off computer execute complete shutdown of the holodeck all holo simulations have been terminated 